it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Ed Gross, and this is Voices from Krypton, the podcast where we speak superhero. And we're also pretty fluent in sci-fi and action. Fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe were thrilled with the report that Chris Evans, despite becoming Old Man Cap at the conclusion of Avengers Endgame, would somehow be coming back to the franchise. Not necessarily in his own film, but popping up in those starring others. It's comparable to Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man appearing in Spider-Man Homecoming, or Mark Ruffalo's Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. Well, given that this is the 10th anniversary of Captain America the First Avenger, we've decided to dip into the archives to pull an interview we conducted with Chris shortly before that film was released, and nobody was really sure what to expect. The big question back in the day was how the actor who had played Johnny Storm in a pair of Fantastic Four films could possibly play another Marvel hero. In retrospect, it was a pretty silly question, but the topic of conversation at the time. In this interview, which was recorded before there was a VFK podcast, so apologies for the sound quality, we talked to Chris about what went into his decision to play Steve Rogers, how he expected his life would change, his future ambitions, and how Cap could possibly help him achieve them, and his views of the character and what it represents. Is it a process you enjoy or no, this part of it? or? Uh, oh, God, no. I didn't think so. <laughs> no, no, this is the work. This is, you know, you, you do the movie for fun. This is what I tell you. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, we appreciate it anyway, so there you go. Of course. You know. For you, I'm curious, how bizarre is it to have gone from one, maybe not bizarre at all, to have done the one thing in the terms of the Fantastic Four and then coming over and doing Captain America and playing a different superhero? I mean, does... Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, it's like saying, uh, I, I, I honestly look at the movies as I would any other film. You know, I, I know they're obviously Marvel and, and, and they're both superheroes with abilities, uh, but, but I look at it just as a character. You know, it's, it's just a person I'm portraying who has his own uh, set of issues and his own character traits, and, and it's, it's, it, it doesn't really uh, hit any strange bells to me just because it's, it's, it's under the same Marvel umbrella. Mm-hmm. As a character, I'm curious. Well, let me before I hit you with the character thing. Let me ask you: Was there much of an audition thing for this movie? I mean, Joe Johnston told me he made it seem like it was pretty. I don't want to use the word easy, but that you were kind of the guy for this role. Um, yeah, you know, it, it it started out I wasn't. You know, at first I remember hearing about uh, Captain America in the final hours. I remember hearing uh, I was up for another film. Um, that another actor was also up for, and my agent said something like, yeah, well, uh, we don't have to worry about him because he's probably going to do Captain America. And I said, oh, they're, they're doing Captain America? No kidding. Um, uh, why haven't I heard about this? Uh, and they said, well, you did Marvel. You know, you, you, you played Johnny Storm. They're, they're not going to tap that well again. I said, okay, that makes sense. Fair enough. Um, and then I guess throughout their, their casting process, uh, something was... Uh, they, they, they weren't finding exactly what they were looking for, and, uh, and, and a call came my way, and they said, look, we just want you to audition. Uh, we, we think you could be the guy. And I said, thanks, but no thanks. Um, and they came back, and they said, you know, and they, we went back and forth a couple times, and, and eventually it went from asking me to audition to just saying, listen, we want you. This is your part if you want it. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I, I said no a couple times. You know, I, I said thanks, but no thanks. Uh, 
a few times actually. Um, and uh, and eventually it just kind of it just made sense. I feel like I was just saying no. Um, well, I know I was saying no because I was just scared. <laughs> it's just a, it's a scary. It's daunting, you know. It's it's a it's a lot of responsibility, and it's 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 very life changing. Um, in ways that that I wasn't sure that I wanted my life to change, uh, and uh, it just took a while to kind of be comfortable with it. Um, and and then I finally said, you know what, Chris, you, you can't you can't say no to this because you're scared. That's that's no way to live life, and uh, you just gotta you gotta go for it. Now, when you say life was going to change in ways you may not have wanted it to, do you mean in terms of the attention, in terms of being sort of the focus of you know, ten million websites? <laughs> that kind of absolutely. Thing? Uh, one million percent, you know, absolutely. That's that's the issue. That's 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 the tricky part about acting in general. Um, you know, if 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 somehow I could do what I did, uh, I, I love making movies. You know, I love the stage, but I love films. And and the problem with films is that it, it comes with celebrity. You know, if I could somehow make films without having my personal life changed in any way, I would mm. be the happiest man on the planet. But it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um. And and I've managed this far to. To make films, to, to make a good living, to do what I love, you know, I, I obviously can't make any movie I want, but but I was doing okay, you know, I, I, I was working and and I managed to stay under the radar, and, and I, I found a nice happy medium, and I was very content with my life uh, before doing this film, and, and when it came along, I just said, look, I just don't know if this is, you know, there's no there's no rewind button, there's no there's no off switch, you know, mm-hmm. if if this goes and it's well, there, there is a double-edged sword, really. If it's uh, if if the movie is terrible, um, I'm in some serious trouble. <laughs> and 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 by the same token, if if it's great, I could be in some serious trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, it I wasn't just quite sure if it's what I wanted. It just was a lot. Right. Um, you know, I, I just I'm not a huge fan of losing my anonymity. I like going. You know, just to the grocery store, and and you know, I, I like going to a Celtics game. I, I, you know, it's it's just strange when it's all the time. Right. But now, obviously, that you saw an upside here, and I assume it's not just because of money and that kind of thing. What was the upside? I mean, what what made you ultimately say, you know what, it's worth the risk for this reason? What what is that reason? Well, there are certain things I want to do in in my career. Um, one of them is direct. I, I, I desperately, desperately want to get behind the camera. Um, and at this point, it, prior to this film, it was just like, all right, well, I'll just keep working, try to make some good money, and one of two things will happen. I'll either save up enough money to, to just make the movie myself, uh, or, or maybe uh, I, I could get my acting star high enough that, that someone would be crazy enough to trust me. Um, this film just provided me an, an opportunity, if it does well, it just brought me closer to that to that end result of directing. If, if the movie does well, um, you know, it, it, it could give me some exposure. It could give me uh, a little bit of money to to take time off to try and do a pet project if I wanted to direct. It right. just afforded me a lot of flexibility in a lot of different ways, um, and, and it just made sense. If if my goal in life is to get behind the camera, then then this is this is certainly a step closer to that. So you must be like a sponge on every set you're on, then, if this is your. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's just it. You know, I've, I've had, I've, if, if you've seen any of my movies, you know that some of them have been uh, good, and a lot more of them have been bad. And you know, I, I've certainly, I've certainly seen, thanks, man. I've certainly seen uh, how how to do it and how not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's tricky. I'm I'm a, I'm a very big control freak. I I really like being in charge. I really like, you know, if, if I can remember being in school 
having a project to do with four or five people and just saying, you know what, just please let me do this. Just let me do this. I promise it'll be okay. Just let me handle this. Mm. Uh, so when I walk on a film set, I really just wish, <laughs> I wish I could do it. You know, when I yeah. read a script as an actor, I just see the movie, you know, I'm reading it. I'm reading it more as a director than I am as an actor. You know, right. I'm seeing a film in my head. I'm cutting it together. Ooh, what the hell, hell was that? <laughs> Jeez, someone dropped something big. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, so so that's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, well, with you, now with this character of Captain America, I mean, sort of, not, once you said, yes, I'm going to do this, uh, I'm curious, in your mind, who is this guy? I mean, how do you define Captain America for yourself as, a, as an actor? Sure. Well, to me, he's just, uh, he's, he's, he has this this set of indestructible morals and values. He, he he's an incredibly good man. He doesn't have too much baggage, which which obviously runs the risk of sounding bland. But what I found interesting about him is that he's he's it's it's not easy to be a good person all the time. It's not easy to have a set of morals, to have a sense of selflessness in the face of what he's been presented with. You know, this is a guy who is five foot nothing. He he's sick. He's small, he's slight, uh, he's an orphan at this point. You know, he's, he, he, he doesn't have, life did not deal him a good hand. And it's, it's very easy to become bitter or jaded and, and have a chip on your shoulder and have an attitude and, and take it out on the world around you. But this guy just doesn't. He, he, he's in the, in, in the face of all of it. Uh, he manages to still be a good man. That, that alone is such an interesting, uh, such an interesting person. I, I'd love to meet that guy. You know, I'd love to just be around that guy and hope that it would rub off. And then, obviously, he's presented with this amazing thing. He's, he's given this gift. He's, he's given everything he wants, and then has to, on top of it, maintain this this integrity. That's why he was given this gift. Now that he has everything he wants, he could very easily turn into an ass. You know, mm-hmm. and I think you, you could very easily become the jerk you never were um, and it's about trying to hang on to it um, and it's, it, it just was a the, the, the more I thought about it the more I said this is actually one of the most interesting characters I've played um, and, and, and I, I, I can't say no to that because I mean I don't know how the villains are treated in this but, but it seems to me that if you're in a situation where you're this good guy that Captain America is and you're going up against this insidious evil that is the Nazis the Red Skull and all that it must be in that battle, in that war that's being waged, I would imagine it's it becomes very difficult to hold on to the basic moral code when you're faced sure. with such evil. Sure. Well, that's 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 the best part about the film, in my opinion. Uh, I can't give too much I away, know, I but, understand. but but it, it, you know when you get a taste of hate, when you get a taste of a passion for you know it's 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 like if 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 someone wronged you so horribly, so so tragically, if, if someone you know. Uh, kicked your puppy or something, or you know, are you able to to maintain level uh, level head and say, listen, this person needs to be brought to justice, but I can't go out for revenge. I, I can't go out for blood. I, you know, to to be able to still hang on to your, your your integrity and 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 still do what's right when when faced with with a uh, passion or or, or a, a true hate. Um, it's it's what makes this guy is such a strong world character. I also want to know, I don't know how much of it is in the present in this film, but with the Avengers will be in the present, and this is just an opinion thing I'm getting, I want to get from you. You know, we have two very different worlds. You have Captain America living in the world he was born in, basically, which is that 40s era thing, or, you know, that he's living in is that 40s era thing, and then you'll ultimately have the present world we live in now. I'm just wondering, in your mind, 
how does society ch kind of change the perception of Captain America? Because we're in a very different society now than obviously we were back in World War Two. Sure. Well, to be honest, I can't tell you what type of society I, I wasn't around. Uh, but but, <laughs> but I mean, in terms of the material, you know, you're dealing with. Sure. Well, it does seem to be that that you know, Captain is is he's a fish out of water. He's trying to adjust to the world around him, and obviously, the current world. Uh, is a bit more uh, galvanized, you know. There, there, there's. It seems like in the 40s there was one common evil. There was a kind of unified front to fight that evil, and there was there was a pride in 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 being an American. Um, you know, I think in the modern world the the, the political climate is a bit more unstable. Mm -hmm. um, the 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 view of America throughout the world is a bit shaky, um, and and we, we we tend to squabble quite a bit. Uh, amongst ourselves, uh, right. so I think that's you know it, it just it it throws Steve Rogers for a bit of a loop um, to see the the evolution of the country. Um, you know, it's 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 just it's the way of the world. It's what happens. I would imagine because just as as bad as it was facing the evil back then, the sort of yeah. cynicism of today must be just as daunting for him in some ways. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well said. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't say it better. Physically and emotionally, I'm curious. Well, I, only, I know I only have a few minutes left here, but I'm curious. You know, both physically and emotionally, what was the most challenging aspect of this film for you? Um, just, just uh, the the constant awareness that it was what it was. You know, you 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 obviously take every job seriously, and you go to work every day trying to do your best work, and you know that this film is a permanent thing. You know, this film will be around forever, essentially. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but but this. Just having this this thing in the back of your mind every day, knowing that millions of people love this character and and, and care about this character and, and are expecting the best out of Marvel and their decision to cast me, and, and it's just a lot of responsibility. So it, it, the most most daunting or the, the, the most burdensome element of this film was just uh, trying to get that out of your head, <laughs> trying to come to work and saying, "Look, all right, Chris, you, you've done your preparation. You know what you're doing. Trust your instincts and and just go to work uh, and, and don't let." that fear uh, dominate your thought process. Mm -hmm. As goofy as it sounds, you learn anything from Captain America? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I guess I trust myself. You know, I, I, like I said, it, 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 it's an intimidating role and it's an intimidating movie, so I can't tell you how often... I, I never second-guessed myself more than I did on this movie um, out, of, out of that fear, and, and you have to find a way to trust yourself. Otherwise, you're, you're going to kind of be stuck in this halfway performance. Um, so it was a matter of coming to work every day and, and committing and, and having faith in my decisions. Um, so if anything, yeah, that, that, that might have been a, a skill I may have honed. Ten years later, it's impossible to think of anyone else having played Captain America the way that Chris Evans has. And truly amazing to watch the evolution of both the actor and the character over the course of this past decade in various Captain America and Avengers films. We can't wait to see him pick up his shield again. Just like we know you can't wait to subscribe to this podcast, tell your friends about us, and give us a five-star review. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.